Jack is like, what, the island's gonna sink the sub? And Ben's like, <laughs> no, of course not. The island's gonna have someone else do it. <laughs> no, Jack, come on, get real. Hello and welcome to Our Lost Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 27-year-old actor and artist. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I remember way too many details that no one else cares about. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. My name is Casey Wall. I'm a 25-year-old writer from Rhode Island. I like sapphic ships and collecting plants. You can follow me on Twitter at CaseyWatchesTV or at LFCandleCo where I make pop culture inspired candles. And small disclaimer, my father thought that the perfect time to mow the lawn was literally the moment I started recording. So um, I apologize if you hear it, any of that in the background. Hopefully I'm able to edit it out. I'm, I'm just like, we'll literally, the second I plugged in my microphone, he was like, this this seems like the right time. This is, this is, my, this is my moment, right? So now I'm in my room with my windows closed, slowly suffocating because this is the hottest part of the day. But it's fine. So it's fine. I do it for the art, you know? Yeah. Um, and we do not have a guest uh, these next couple episodes because they are special episodes. So just special people are here. Just <laughs> kidding. You're all special. Not as special as Walt, though. So true. That kid's real special. All right. Today we were to say. Oh, wow. This just feel like we're just missing so much, but it's, yeah. it's just us. Okay. <clears throat> Today we have words to say about lost, missing pieces, the canon webisodes. Yes, this is a, a podcast one of three about the missing pieces. Um, and it will include a spoiler section at the end, uh, as small as it may be. Uh, so if you haven't seen past season three, you're still good to listen. Yay. If you guys haven't seen uh, The Missing Pieces, you can actually check it out on, I'm pretty sure all of them are on YouTube. I actually just searched Lost Missing Pieces. And then um, one of the first things that came up was a compilation of all 13 of them. And um, it's only about half an hour long. So if you guys haven't seen them and you want to know what we're talking about, go and check those out uh, before you watch this. So we are going to be covering the first four webisodes in this one. The fun facts that I have about actually all of the webisodes is that all of them are directed by Jack Bender. That's incredible. And so that's cool. it kind of shows. It kind of does, doesn't it? Like the the detail, you know? Yeah. So we are first going to be talking about The Watch, which I'm excited to talk to Casey about because we have been texting about it earlier. I today. have beef with the watch um so the watch was released on uh, basically each of these had two release dates one of them being on like a special app or something and then the second one being like out to the public on like a website so question so these were Uh recorded between season three no these were released between season three and season four Uh uh-huh they when were they filmed are they just deleted scenes only one of them is an actual deleted scene. Okay. The other ones, I'm pretty sure, that's such a good question. When were they recorded? Like, uh... I wonder if it was, like, during, while they were recording season three or something. Yeah, because I could tell, like, with some of them, like, the ones with sun in them, like, I could tell based on her hair, like, that was definitely, like, like not... Later than when it was supposed to be taking place. Yeah, that was not season one, Yoonjin. <laughs> yeah. But some of, like, the ones with Ars, I was like, did they, did they... Well, here's the thing Where? Arst came back in season three so he was in Hawaii like we saw him in season three so right, it makes sense right. to me that they would be filming them while they were in season right. three but you'll also notice that there are some people who aren't in any of them right so we don't see oh, Saeed yeah. we don't see Sawyer we don't see Kate I don't believe no. in any of these no. right so yeah it really depends yeah and the ones with maybe who was around or something yeah the ones with Hurley like I was trying to tell because like based on his hair like in um in the second one with Froger, like
like his hair was yeah. really long and then like the one on the golf course his hair was really short so i was like uh, i was kind of like well that's the thing also is like bamboozled mm-hmm. even though ours was in season three so it makes sense or whatever michael's in several of these michael is in so many and and michael wasn't in season three. no i was shocked and i was yeah. like that so so these were recorded then but but they weren't I, I was bamboozled i mean you know harold perrineau is clearly in like quite a few of them so it makes sense to me that they would fly him out for this you know and right. make sure that michael was in quite a few right because because they were specifically flying him out i guess exactly yeah i'm not sure but that's my that's my thought okay that makes sense i feel like because i went through the lostpedia page for it and if it had said i feel like i would have put it in my notes right um yes yeah, so we're gonna talk about the watch uh the first release date so on like the app thing was on november 6th 2007 and then it was released to the public uh november 12th 2007 um this one was written by carlton and we believe that it happened at some point in 2003 it was the day before jack's wedding to sarah obviously Mm -hmm. so let's get into the nitty-gritty about what happens in the watch shall we i hate this (laughs) okay i just i have to say my first thought we already have a symbolic watch in this show yeah why do we need another one who knows multiple watches so we see jack throwing rocks into the ocean on the beach that he and sarah get married uh on basically christian approaches who's also in multiple missing pieces so makes sense Mm -hmm. and they're like in front of a hotel and they try and trick you with the um with the shot by trying to make you think like we're on an island we're on an island or whatever but they're right in front of a hotel so they they try and trick you but literally like they're just a regular a private resort beach kind of thing and jack is literally throwing rocks i'm like uh, you could hit someone this isn't like exactly there are people swimming a a lake at a cabin where you like can skip rocks you're just throwing rocks on a private beach have some class dude we just hear a child crying in the background (laughs) you look insane so he's like hi dad i'm throwing rocks yeah and christian says well make sure you get that out of of your system before you get married Mm. uh what don't love that so i'm hoping that this is just clunky writing because when i first heard it you know when i first heard it i'm like whatever but now this is the first time when i'm really like looking and paying attention to the missing pieces to obviously talk about it on this podcast and i was like i really hope that's just clunky writing and not a domestic violence joke yeah and um unfortunately it sure sounds like the latter i like i don't see carlton doing that that's true and like but i don't know i think it's quite and i think it's quite clear that like neither christian nor jack were ever like like took it as that yeah physically violent you know yeah but it's just like ooh, that's so toxic masculinity were they extremely emotionally manipulative uh, that's yes what it sounds like yeah were they extremely toxic yes but i don't think that either of them were physically violent yeah no it's just a big toxic masculinity energy yeah and i'm not here for it i was like are you saying that if you don't get the rock throwing out of your system now you will throw rocks at your wife (laughs) right (laughs) because that's what i took it as for a second there instead of these children on the beach it's gonna be your wife so he's like talking about how he'd rather throw rocks than help sarah and the wedding planner figure out where to put all the flowers jack you're a real gem buddy what a catch yeah just just uh, uh, just say you're a man and you don't enjoy non-manly things you have so much growing to do my guy so christian's like before things get crazy tonight because i think it was the um the what's it called rehearsal dinner uh reception oh yeah yeah Yeah. or like the rehearsal dinner where sarah like stood up and and made that speech about how jack saved her life and how and all that stuff anyway right so he's like before things get crazy i want to give you my father's watch because i thought it would be 
fitting. Um, and Jack's like, that's weird. I've literally never seen this watch in my life. <laughs> I love that he mentioned that because I was thinking like, this is kind of weird and out of the blue. Yeah. Oh, it's because it is. Like, we've never seen this before. Yeah, he's like, oh, I've never seen you wear this watch. And he's like, yeah, I didn't wear the watch. Yeah. Okay. So Jack's like, why would I care about this watch then? But okay. So he's like, my father didn't like your mother, who's named Margot, but we never talk about her. And we hardly ever see her throughout the entire show. But her name is Margot. It is. So there you go. So... He didn't like your mom. He thought that our marriage was going to be a huge mistake. And he told me to my face the day that I got married that he didn't like her. And at that point, I'm like, that's a little late. Uh, yeah. we Maybe we talked to him about this beforehand. We can maybe see where the uh, assholery in the family came yeah. from. Yeah. So he's like, and then he gave me this watch and I didn't wear it because I didn't agree with what he said, which is fair. Mm -hmm. So Jack is like, okay, so are you telling me not to marry Sarah? And Christian's like, no, no, she's amazing. You made the right choice. And he says, unlike me. What? Yo. The actual bleep. Dude. Margot deserves better. What is this? I'm so, what is what is this line? When has it ever been brought up in like the few times that she is in or mentioned in the series? Like mm -hmm. when is it mentioned or insinuated that she is at all a bad wife or mother or like the wrong decision? You are telling your child that mm, maybe it was a mistake that I married your mom. What? Right. And Jack is like, ha ha ha. And I'd be like, excuse me, don't talk about my mom like that. Excuse me? And also, if you're saying that, doesn't, isn't, isn't that insinuating that Jack himself was a mistake? Like, right. <laughs> You never would have been here. I yeah. This uh, this is honestly like I I hate that we're starting with this one. I mean, this is the first one that came out, but like I think this one's the weirdest one. It is so weird. And like normally, I'm all about like Christian and Jack like backstory because mm -hmm. I just find it very fascinating. Like given their relationship over the entire series of the show, like mm -hmm. I think it's kind of the backbone of Jack's character, and Jack is kind of like the backbone of the show in a lot of ways. Yeah. But yikes! This is just so messy and mm -hmm. uh unnecessary and gross and to your point of you know them never saying that margot was a bad wife or anything i would argue of what we've seen of margot so far that she's actually a better wife than she is a mom oh agreed a hundred percent i don't know if we've that episode where she asked jack to go back to uh, go to australia to find him right that's like episode episode five that happened Right? Yeah. And I don't know if we've seen her since even, but she was like, Jack, he's your responsibility. You go back and you save him from being in Australia and save him from himself. And Jack's like, I got things to do. And she's like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Right. So that's what I'm saying is I, I would argue that she's a better wife than she is a mom. Yeah. Or at least she still cares. And clearly they're still married. Yeah. You know? So, so that's what I think is interesting is because the irony is that he gives him this watch. Jack wears the watch and then Jack's marriage ends badly. Right. And Christian and Margot, he didn't wear the watch and they didn't get divorced. No. I feel like their marriage was- The watch is cursed. Pretty okay. Yeah. Except for when he talks behind her back and says how crappy she is. Yeah. that I was just so taken aback. I was like, mm -hmm. there is so much wrong in Christian's life, but Margot mm. is not one of them. Or if yeah. she is, like that has never been made clear. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, until now. Like that's never been alluded to. You know, but- <laughs> Maybe like, marrying her was a mistake. What? Without spoiling anything, when we see her, I'm pretty sure we see her once, maybe twice again after that. And she seems fine and a normal person. Yeah. She seems... So, I don't know. Pretty, pretty, uh, like... Chill. Dedicated to her family, mm -hmm. even if 
if like she doesn't express it in the right way. So I don't know. And I also, you know, I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before, but like I can't imagine the grief that she's going through right now having lost her husband in Australia knowing that he died and then Jack coming back from Australia dies in a plane crash yeah. to her, you know? And then what does she have? She has nothing left. Nothing. And she's the one who sent him there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think about her, you know? <laughs> Never so, forget Margot. Sending good vibes. <laughs> yeah. But so he gives him the watch and he puts on the watch. Um, On Lastpedia, it was pointed out that Kate was also given an accessory on her wedding day, which was the, the locket that was given to her. Um, It was passed down from her mother-in-law's mother. So just like a grandparent's mm -hmm. generation gift that goes together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe him wearing the watch is what dooms his marriage. Who knows? Um, also, Christian saying that he really likes Sarah helps Jack go insane about thinking they're having an affair in 301. Oh, yeah, fully. Oh, I also wrote that I like that Jack takes off his sunglasses to have this important conversation. Like, he was wearing his sunglasses and then he takes them off and he puts them back on after they're done talking about important things. Yeah, and it's like the, the sun didn't go anywhere, bud. It was there the whole yeah. time. And, like, I know it's because we need to see his acting, but still. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's nice that he wants to look at him Face -face. <laughs> um, so Jack's like, wow, I'm really getting married. And they're like, yeah, as soon as you they figure out those flowers and you run out of rocks. And Jack's <sighs> like, well, there's a lot of rocks. I'm like, you guys are getting along pretty well for what I've seen of you previously. God, gender roles are a curse. Yeah, Jack's like, there are a lot of rocks here. I could postpone indefinitely if I wanted to. It's like, why... Stop talking about rocks. It's like, do you want to? I don't know. So Christian's like, promise that if you guys have a kid, treat them, if you ever have one, better than I treated with you. And it's like, I guess that's nice, but also, is that an apology? Uh, sounds like... I didn't hear, I'm sorry. A workaround and apology. Yeah. It's like, I know I'm terrible. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, see you inside, bye. And that's the end of the episode. Ugh, yeah. I it's promise messy. to be more positive about many of the other ones, but this one's just weird. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Big so, fan of the other ones. Yeah. Other fun facts that I grabbed from Lostpedia include, um, this is the only Mobisode, well, listen, I'm using Webisode and Mobisode, like, interchangeably because Webisode is more close to, like, what we would call them now. I have never heard. But they called them Mobisode at the, at the time. I've never heard of a Mobisode. Me neither. I assume they're around, they're basically the same thing. Though. Must be. So this is the only one that takes place off the island and before the day of the crash. So that's probably why they put, <laughs> put it first. I don't know. Mm, but makes yeah. sense. Uh, this scene takes place during the time frame of Jack's flashback in Do No Harm. This Mobisode was likely filmed around... Oh, this... Here you go! Here you go, Casey! What do I have? This Mobisode was likely filmed around September 12th, 2007, when John Terry was spotted in Hawaii. So when did... Wow. So when did... I'm, I'm not sure when they were... Um, I want to see when uh, the season three finale came out. They must have had these planned from, like, a long time yeah so the season three finale came out oh may 23rd 2007 oh so they it really does seem like they filmed them in between the seasons wow yeah that's incredible there you go they had time off and they said no we're gonna work and we're gonna give the fans all this content which is why i think that some people are in a bunch of them and some people aren't because i know yeah. that daniel day kim and jorge garcia i'm pretty sure at that time already like actively lived in Hawaii even on the off seasons. That would make sense. That would make sense, yeah. You know, and so it makes sense to me that maybe some of them don't and or some of them were off doing other projects during the hiatus. Yeah. The two or oh, wow. Like I kind of love that. Like they just kind yeah. of... It 
I don't know, it seems like the producers just kind of looked around at who was on Hawaii or who they could get to Hawaii yeah. and was like, what What can we do in this uh, in this off season? Right. That's kind of amazing. God, I love uh, this show. <laughs> so uh, this Mobisode was filmed on location at Ala Moana Beach, located in Honolulu, Hawaii. We love a Moana Beach. We do. We really do. Do we know it? Is that where the um the other wedding, Jack wedding stuff was filmed? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to go. Probably not. Go dig in for that one. The other things that I had about this was just talking about the watch in particular. So this is the watch that we have seen Jack wear since the pilot. So they're giving us canon on the specific watch that he's wearing, even though no one even ever brings it up, I don't think. I had never noticed it before. It says Jack gave Hurley, <laughs> Jack gave Hurley what may have been the same watch to keep an eye on Claire's contractions shortly after the crash of Flight 815. Oh, that's right. It also says in the season one deleted scene, Claire's doctor visit, Jack took Claire's pulse using what may have been the same watch. Okay. Uh, Jack removed the watch to go through airport security and uh, locks vision in the sweat lodge and further instructions. It also says that it is a two-tone Rolex date just on a Jubilee bracelet. So someone who's obsessed with watches decided to go and put that in there. Thanks. Indeed. It says if the watch was made with an older Rolex uh, 1570 movement, it would be model 1601. If the watch has a 3035 movement, it would be a model 16013 made in the late 1970s and 1980s. Assuming that Jack was born around 1970 and after the marriage of Christian and Margot, it must be the former. I, listen, I <laughs> respect everyone's interests. I do not understand luxury watches. I'm sorry. I just don't. Not in this day and age. Not even that day and age. I, I'm sorry. We just don't know. I'm sorry. At, when like at any moment your wrist could be like submerged in water or you could like bump it on like the elevator door and like it could get destroyed. Like I just, I, I don't know. No, I'm totally with you. And I don't know. Anybody who wants to have a fancy wedding ring, do whatever you want. I want my wedding ring to cost like 200 bucks at the most. It's like that is going to see some damage. Yeah. If I if I lose this by accident, I want to be able to pay for it myself to get it fixed or to get it um to get it replaced. I'm like I'm I'm you know what I mean? just too practical thinking, pra- practical minded uh-huh. to understand the impulse to spend thousands of dollars on something that could get lost or damaged so easily. Yeah. And like, ugh. are you ready to move on to the next webisode? <sighs> yes, I think I need to bring my blood pressure down. Okay, okay. Let's talk about the adventures of Hurley and Froger. So it was released on November 13th, 2007 on the app and then to the public November 19th. It was written by Eddie and Adam, Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz. And it takes place on day 64, which is during... Two for the road, um, right Oof. before Anna Lucia and Libby are shot by Michael. Oof. It also said on Lostpedia, the title, The Adventures of Hurley and Frogert, shares similarity with the book title, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, because both of the names go, The Adventures of, something that starts with H and something that starts with F. Indeed. There you go. So what happens in the webisode, Hurley suspiciously leaves Rose and Bernard's tent. Um, this is actually the first time we ever see Rose and Bernard's tent. Oh, yeah, it is. I don't even know where it is in in like where it is based on anybody else's stuff but yeah i don't know so frogert catches hurley coming out and the bottle of wine falls from hurley's backpack and hurley calls him frogert to his face he sure does he's not into it he's like no 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 please my name is neil please that's neil and we have heard of frogert before but this in this webisode is the first time we see frogert really 
at all. Yes, we haven't seen Frogert yet, and um, he's going to come into the actual real show, but this is the very first time we ever see him. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, so they um, they casted Sean Whalen for this, and then they brought him back into the actual show, which is really cool. That's amazing. I'm wow. pretty sure that uh, this is the only time we've heard of him yet, but we heard about him in SOS in season two. He was said to be among the volunteers that said that they would help with the SOS sign, but then they don't. And yeah, in the same scene, Bernard called him the guy who used to make frozen yogurt. Oh my God. So that's why they call him Froger. Oh my God. And so I looked it up and it said that we literally don't see him in the main show until season five, but I'm like- Really? That can't be true. Like, I really feel like I have a memory of seeing him in season four. Same. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. So we'll have to watch for it when we cover season four. Oh, yeah. Here. For sure. So he's like, anyway, why are you in their tent? And Hurley's like, no reason. He's like, so you stole wine from them? And he's like, no, Bernard said I could borrow it. And he says, no, it's all good. I'm not going to tell. You can steal from him if you want. But I want to know what's going on with you and Libby. Are you going to make a move with Libby? This is incredible. <laughs> And he says, it's none of your business. <laughs> so Frogert calls Hurley Tubby. And I'm like, so you're allowed to say mean things like this, but you don't like when people call you Frogert? Right? It's like you're a bit of a hypocrite, my guy. Uh, Yeah, you can't have both. You can't have it both ways. Listen, is Frogert one of my favorite minor characters on this show? Yes. Is he a good person? No. <laughs> That's fair. You're valid for you know? that. So it's like, hey, you're holding up the line. If you don't get past doing laundry with Libby, you're, you're going to need to give it up because she's paying attention to you right now. So if you leave her alone, I can show her a good time. This is so funny. And he's like, well, guess what? I'm way past laundry. We have a date right now. We're going to go have a picnic. She's going to get the blankets. Oh. And of course, you know, you're like, haha, this scene is so funny. But you're also like, I'm very sad. Ugh. Ouch. Ouch, I hurt. So Frogert's like, what? You guys are going on a date right now? And he's like, yep, I got the wine. She got the blankets. And he's like, okay, well, it's not over because if you can't make it happen, I'm going in. Oh my God. It's Neil time. Neil time. He literally says Neil time. It's like, okay, you're real cool. I'm sure Libby will think you're very, very interesting. He literally says Neil time. This it's is so time. funny. Like, yeah. this is not at all the direction I thought this was going to go in, but I'm so happy that it is. It's hilarious, but also with the undercutting devastation. Yes. And I'm just like, if Frogert hadn't distracted our man Hurley, mm -hmm. would Hurley have gotten to the hatch before Libby? Maybe. I don't know. She did say that she was going to go get the blankets because he forgot though. Right. Oh, wait. Who knows? Okay. No. So this is before- Before she dies. Before- yeah, so... It's after she was like, oh, you want to have a picnic? Well, um, where do you have any blankets or like food or wine or anything? And then they go off and do those things. Oh, so it is after that. And then they, yeah. they go back. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and that's that one. It's so random. I've got a couple of spoiler thoughts that we'll talk about in the spoiler section, but other than that, it's just random it. and funny. So uh, now that we uh, have done two and we have two coming up, we're going to talk about Patreon real quick. You guys know the spiel, so I won't uh, bore you too much with the details, but basically we have a Patreon. It's called patreon.com slash the aficionados. Um, and we really appreciate your help if you have the means to do so. There are a couple really cool perks that you can get if you join. It starts at $1 a month for early access, which is going to give you a whole week in advance. So to me, it's 
seems really worth it. And then, you know, it goes up from there. But we really appreciate your help. We also have some small businesses. If you can't help us out on Patreon, you can um, shop from our small businesses. Um, mine is Hybridy Embroidery. Uh, Casey's is Lost and Found Candle Co. And former co-host Brittany has Visit Binnyland, which has like some really cool pins and stuff. So check out those if you can't help us out on Patreon. And if not, just recommend us to a friend because that also really helps and it's free. That would be great. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you. So next we're going to talk about King of the Castle. So King of the Castle was released on November 20th, 2007 on the app and November 27th, 2007 to the public. It was written by Brian K. Vaughn and the day was sometime between day 75 and day 80. Um, The title refers to two pieces on the chessboard, namely the king and the castle, which is also known as the rook. The title is also possibly a reference to the game King of the Castle, which is more commonly known as King of the Hill. In the game, the king attempts to stay on the hill while other players attempt to take his spot. The scene takes place sometime after Jack heads to the barracks in Stranger in a Strange Land and before Kate and Locke infiltrate the barracks in Man from Tallahassee. So between day 75 and day 80, like I said. So we see Jack and Ben playing chess in Ben's house. Ben is playing black. Jack is playing white, which of course goes into our dark and light Mm -hmm. theme. Ben's like, is this weird for you? And Jack's like, no, I mean, I haven't played in a long time, but my dad taught me how to play. And he's like, I was talking about you, like, hanging out with us. Like, your your general situation. Yeah. <laughs> Jack's like, you're talking about us playing chess, right? Is, is it weird for you to be playing a board game on yeah. an island? It's been a while, right? <laughs> so Jack's like, whatever, I got what I wanted, which, as far as I can understand, is Kate and Sawyer being let go and for him to be able to leave. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's been a while. Oh, okay, this is great. So Ben says that it's been a while since he's played with someone with any skill, okay? Fully so- just dunking on his entire right exactly his entire people love that so so to me this is totally symbolism for them working against each other as adversaries in the show and this also sort of implies to me that Locke is a big adversary to Ben because he's also very good at chess oh yeah for sure even though they've never played chess against each other for sure I'm sure like I mean it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot to do on this island so I'm sure like Ben is constantly like playing board games with folks and he's like oh god can you guys make a move that's actually interesting and I think he's uh, very excited by the challenge of um, not knowing what exactly Jack is going to do. Yeah, he's like, and I've got, I got kicked out of the book club, so that's another... like time out of my week that I have to fill with something. Yeah. So. We also know that Mikhail is quite good. So I'm not sure if this is a lie or not um, or if he's dunking on Mikhail. And we've also seen Friendly, I think, and Richard playing chess. So Ben says, is there anything I could do to get you to stay here? And he's like, calm down. I'm just asking. I still intend to honor our deal. Unless some bald man comes and totally messes it up for you, Jack. I love... <laughs> Like the small little like moment that Jack is like, what do you mean intend? You you yeah. will right? You will. Right. I love that he catches that. Yeah, exactly. Jack is so, is, is so detail oriented. Yeah. And that makes total sense for him, I think. He's like, no, no, you're, you're not gonna try. You will get me off this island. Yeah. That's what the deal was. And so Jack's like, like you said, Jack is like, intend to, or you will, like for sure. And he's like, I don't know, the island might not you let, might, might not you, I don't know, the island might not <laughs> let you leave. The island might not you let, <laughs> not you let you leave. <laughs> And so we obviously know that the island doesn't let him leave. And Jack is like, what, the island's gonna sink the sub? And Ben's like, <laughs> no, of course <laughs> not. The island's gonna have someone else do it. <laughs> that'd, that'd be, that, no, Jack, come on, get real. Ben's like, well, I myself won't do anything to stop you. But just remember, if you leave, you might want to return someday. And he's like, Haha, yeah, right, no. And I'm like, okay, mister, we have to go back. <laughs> this is the best scene to have seen right after the finale you know 
Like It's so true. It's just so poignant having seen him in that flash forward screaming, we have to go back. And then Ben being like, you might want to come back. And Jack's like, no, I won't. (laughs) Doubt it. So he's like, never say never, Jack. Justin Bieber taught me that. I will never say never. Never. I I went through a whole Bieber phase. Honestly, some of his stuff is good. Is it all good? No. But is some of it good? Yeah. I think his original stuff is the best. Yeah, he's got some stuff. One time still slaps. It's true. (sighs) So Ben's like, if you, okay, but if you ever want to return, you remember this conversation. So then Ben makes a move on the chessboard and Ben wins. There's a whole bunch. Like, I know I mentioned the watch stuff earlier this episode, but there's a whole bunch of chess details on the Lostpedia page for this one, if anyone cares enough to look. But I simply, I would have put in a couple, but I didn't know which ones were meaningful or important because I don't know anything about chess. That's the thing about chess. Like, I know whenever it's like featured in a show, or a movie I'm like mm-hmm. oh this is so symbolic of something like it's just such a a power commentary but I just mm-hmm. I don't know a darn thing about chess so y'all yeah. can be having this deep conversation and alluding to other things and making moves I it's all above my head yeah so just so you guys know there's a lot of stuff on the, on the last pedia page for this episode um if you guys want to check it out but I simply didn't know it's at a few inconsistencies and stuff but I don't know stuff about chess so I didn't know what to include so that's that episode that's fair so lastly for this episode we are going to talk about the deal the deal was was released November 26, 2007 on the app and December 3rd, 2007 uh, uh, to the public. Jeez. Um, It was written by Elizabeth Sarnoff and it took place on day 62. I am obsessed with this. I'm so excited to hear what you think. So Michael is tied up as seen in three minutes. It takes place inside three minutes, but also during the events of Dave on the other side of the island. Oh, right. And this takes place after Clue and Walt have come in. So after his reuniting with Walt and Juliet comes in. She doesn't come in. She makes an entrance. <laughs> I, I'm i sorry. Free foot content? What, what, what are they thinking? Oh, it's true. Her feet are laid bare across the floor and she sits down and she tucks them up all cute and she's so beautiful. Oh my god. I like to think that she was paid extra for the foot content. She better have been. She better still yeah. be getting royalties from that. <laughs> so we, at this point, didn't know that she had been there. Like she had been in the, the fake little village that they have over there. We didn't know that Juliet had been there. I could not believe this! Until now. I could not believe this. I'm like, they could have done more to like make her look like a nomad. But mm-hmm. I think it's just the way Liz Mitch looks. Like, Liz Mitch. You, you can't make her look bad. Yeah. And um, on Lastpedia, it was pointed out that this is Michael and Juliet's first and only scene together. I love this. And Michael is also the first survivor to meet Juliet. I, the, like, this feels so important. I can't believe we never yeah. got this in like a flashback. This is so important. One of my favorite things is... Uh, uh, a webisode that we'll talk about in a, a couple episodes from now of the pod is we learn how or like why Arst was in Australia. Oh my God. And that makes sense to me why it was extra bonus content. Same. You know? Yes. Like it's fun to know, but like whatever. Right. It's not integral to the story. You know, but like this feels 
big. This is huge. I But it also makes sense to me how they would never be able to make it make sense by bringing it into the show after season three. Right. You know what I mean? So I think this is the perfect way to do it. I just wish that more people had seen the webisodes. Yes. They should be required viewing. Yeah. I had never seen the webisodes literally until this morning when I was doing my notes. And I feel, I, I, I cannot believe that these, there's not like a little note at the end of season three that says, go check out the webisodes. They're incredible. Go find the webisodes. They're so important. Yeah. And like this episode especially, uh, uh, so huge for Juliet's character. Mm-hmm. I just, I shook. So Juliet comes in. She says, hey, um, you asked for a boat and I just wanted to tell you that we are going to give it to you. Beatrice, which is Clue, said that you saw Walt. And we didn't actually know her full name was Beatrice until now. Oh. She had just been called B or Clue. Oh, right, right. So Juliet says, hey, I've hung out with him a little bit, which is another thing that we'll talk about in a in a future webisode. Mm-hmm. I've hung out with him a little bit. He's really smart and he he's really special. There's that word. Which is really funny because in the episode that we see or like the webisode that we see, she seems like scared of him. Terrified. So it's cool that she's like, oh, he's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love him. So he's like, what do you mean? She says, he's, he's, he's not ordinary. I'm actually worried about him here. So I'm glad that you agreed to do this mission because you need to get him away from here. And Michael says, you think that I believe that you care about him at all? And she goes, dude, I'm not your enemy. The man who's in your camp he's named ben and he's very very important and michael says he's the one who can let us go she says yes will he let us go yes and i just take your word for that and she's like uh what else are you gonna do uh yeah that's about all you can do so yeah she says i'm i've also made a deal with him so he says so why are you still here she's i'm so interested in in hearing your thoughts about this part oh so she says he saved my sister's life where is she She's in Miami, but you had to stay here. So why would you save her life if you can't be with her? What a weird ass viewpoint to have. That's that. Okay. That was extreme. I'm sorry. What? That that was extreme. Like, uh, 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 I... okay. Imagine this, Casey, a loved one. So you would rather your person die? Yeah. A loved one is being held hostage. Yep. And they're going to kill them. Yep. But they'll let them go. But you have to cut off contact with them forever. Like you don't even have to be a hostage yourself. You just have to go on living your life. You just can't see them anymore. And if you don't do this, they'll just be dead. Imagine being like, well, I won't see them either way. So. Right. Uh, what? Like, no, they'll be alive now and they'll be thriving. You just won't get to see it. Yes. But at least they'll be alive. At least they'll be alive. I'm sorry. That was not the response I was expecting from Michael. I honestly feel like it's a little out of character. I agree. To be honest, like it was just a weird line that I don't really, I just don't really feel like Michael feels that way. And I wonder if he was saying it to be inflammatory. Probably. I mean, like very clearly in three minutes like he is so emotionally manipulated and like so traumatized and especially in this moment after he's just seen his son and now he's been Mm -hmm. taken away again and he just has no clue what's going on like Mm -hmm. I can totally understand that he's just not thinking clearly he's distraught and traumatized Uh, but you would rather someone you love be dead than I just yeah I, yeah. I was confused. It was a bad take. I was confused. (laughs) Yeah. And so she's like, well, wouldn't you do anything to save Walt? And I'm like, yeah, he would. He literally kills two women in a couple days. Yeah. It's like, dude, I feel like out of everyone, you understand this. So she's like, anyway, good luck with your thing. And she leaves and Michael's like pissed off about it. But yeah, (laughs) weird. What a, yeah. 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 But the Juliet content though. Incredible. Yeah. Oh, lots of Juliet content in these webisodes. Clearly Liz was around. So much Juliet content. I was fed so good. I, I, I am stuffed 
with Juliet content. I'm so blessed. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, stay tuned, you guys, for the rest of the webisodes coming in a couple weeks here. And now we're going to do a spoiler section. So, Casey, it is your line. Stay tuned for our segment after the outro. We'll be discussing these episodes within the context of the rest of the series. Please be aware that this will be rampant with spoilers, so proceed with caution. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this little mini episode. Our music is terminal, my good news tunes. Thank you to the creators and community at Lostpedia. Without them, we would be lost. Our spoiler song was composed and produced by Francis Neves. And thank you to my parents and Casey's parents for being chill while we recorded this podcast, except for the lawn mowing thing. Ex- except for Bob. He was not super yeah. chill. He was like, I'm going to take this lawn mower and run it by her window. It's cool. If you are so inclined, please write us a review wherever you're listening or recommend us to a friend. Uh, if you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show too. We did uh, seasons four to seven as they were airing, and then we went Ooh. back to do season three, and now we're about to start season two. And honestly, I'm really excited. I'm pretty sure by the time this comes out, the f- you deserve an award. First episode of season two will already be out. So um, I'm really excited. I loved that season. You deserve an award for getting through seasons four through seven. Yeah. My God. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show too. There is one season left um, and we covered every single season before that. So there's lots of backlog to watch. You don't have to watch or to listen to. You don't have to watch Riverdale to listen to it. And if you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show too. Um, we did seasons one to three and we'll be covering season four next year. Yay! Yay! You can follow at The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram. Mostly Twitter, but Robin makes gifts of our favorite land wars on Tumblr. Like I said earlier, our Patreon is patreon.com slash theaficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating because it's expensive and we really appreciate your help. Thank you. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Casey Watches TV, which is C-A-S-E-Y Watches TV. Watches TV. Our next episode is uh, going to cover the next group of missing pieces and looking forward to it we're actually going to record it right now right now but you guys have to wait (laughs) but if you become a patron you'll get the next episode early so go do that true true okay love you bye okay love you bye Spoiler section. Spoilers! Wow! Spoilers! Okay, so as for the watch, we actually meet Jack's grandfather in season five in the episode 316. What? Yes, and he is played by Dante Wallace from The 100. That's right! Yeah, he's only in that one episode, but I don't believe that he mentions Margot. Huh. So, well, yeah. Well, isn't that quaint? Yeah. Justice for Margot. Other than that, uh, Christian says, hey, if you and Sarah have a kid, treat him better than I treated you. In the flash sideways, Jack didn't have a kid with Sarah, but he does have a kid. His name is David. And um, Jack, as far as I can tell, does treat him well, even though David's like, you know, not sure about it, I think. But Jack seems to treat him well. Yeah. I mean, I think he's just going through some uh, normal teen angst and divorced yeah. parents, but I it's seems like Jack does a better job than Christian did with him. Yeah. As for the adventures of Hurley and Frogert, Frogert becomes... It still continues to just be a very small character, but it's so important that he is in the finale. With such an impact. Like, he's actively in the slash sideways, you know? Like, he's there. That's crazy. Which is pretty cool. It also says all over his Lostpedia page that he was on Faraday's raft to go to, like, get to the freighter at the end of season four. So I'm like, he has to have been there, right? He has to have. Or did they just say that he was at the beginning of season five? That'd be so... I don't know. I have memories of him being there. Me too. Who knows? Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen season four though, so maybe yeah. um yeah. I don't have anything for King of the Castle. A lot of it is quite the subtext is quite clear in uh King of the Castle, I think. Yeah. Um, mm. 
Jack will go back. Yes. The island will want him back. And uh, for for the deal, Juliet talks about how like, oh, she's really glad that Walt being taken away from the island because like she's worried about him. And we know from the epilogue at the very, very end of the of the entire show, the entire story, that Walt does eventually go back to the island. That makes me wonder what happens once he gets back to the island. But I don't want anyone to think that that is a, an invitation <laughs> to make a spinoff or a continuation because I don't want that. Oh, yeah, no. I um, I think that needs to be open-ended. Yeah, just a question that I had. but Because everything about Walt was. Yeah. So, and uh, yeah, so that's going to be our tiny little spoiler section for this one. And listen, we literally just did our outro. You guys don't need to hear all this stuff again. But uh, uh, remember, our Patreon is patreon.com slash fictionados. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. It's Neil time now and forever.